Hey guys, it's your girl Sunny D, one third of the podcast GFT Radio Show. What up, though? It's your boy Willie Styles from the GFT Radio Show. Just letting you know, you can catch us every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. And to get some merch, I got some on right now. Go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash GFT Radio. Room for Talk Radio, join the conversation. Let's have some fun. Holla. What up, though? It's your boy Willie Styles in the building, and uh, welcome to GFT Radio Show. It's a Money Matters Monday, so uh, welcome to the show. And uh, I'm 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 going to make sure I, I I give credit where credit is due. Uh, the 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 title of the show came from uh, from Marlon <laughs> last time you were on. <laughs> so definitely uh, shout out to you for that. Uh, you guys want to say hello? Hello, everybody. Hey, what's going on, family? Good to see y'all. Be with y'all one more time. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Well, you guys are joining us on GFT Radio Show. Uh, and as always, uh, it's usually on a Monday night. So Monday at 10 p.m. We're here every Monday. And uh, today is September 21st, 2020. So we're getting a little further in. Is, is today the first day of fall? Is that is that how that works? I think it is. Uh, I want to say it either today or yesterday was. I can't remember how that. Like it. It's cold. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, it's here. Whether you're ready or not, it's here. <laughs> yes, yes. It's been feeling like fall for the last what week, <laughs> so or winter, you know, depending on what what part of the state you're in. So, uh, no doubt, no doubt. So, uh, definitely uh, saying, saying, you know, sad goodbye to summer, and uh, but you know. It, it's the cert it's, it's the cycle of life right <laughs> yep that's how it's all over right here, come, here comes hoodies sweated sweatshirts and all that good stuff sweaters right. fall fashion here we go layer it up layer it up layer it up no doubt no doubt uh if you can't watch the show or if you got if you come in late definitely check us out on demand free 24 7 audio playback is on spotify our heart radio stitcher google play music i apple i apple i keep on to say itunes podcast soundcloud and uh, blog talk radio or you can always watch the video replays on facebook and youtube so definitely check that out and as always get our merch we got t-shirts sweatshirts um masks we got fanny packs teespring.com slash store slash gft radio get your merchandise support us while we support you so tonight's show is money matters monday and we have Ro Jones on. Welcome, Ro. She is our credit expert that's going to talk about why credit is power. That was my that was my title. I came up with <laughs> I came up with the subtitle. I slid in with the extra there. So yeah. Um, so yeah, um, as always, I like to uh, uh, yield the floor to our guests. So um, I want to start with Marlon first, then I'm going to go into to your introduction, Rose. So, Marlon, if you want to introduce your, introduce yourself, please. Sure. Allow me to introduce myself. Oh man, hey, listen. Oh man, I'm, I'm taking me back for a minute there. But anyway, <laughs> listen. My name is Marlon Johnson, and my area of expertise is is life insurance. September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. Th right. This is the time to think about 
protecting your family just in case something happens to you. The greatest love letter you can give is honestly in the form of a check that helps to take care of the needs of your family. God forbid something happened to you. So I just want to encourage you, um, you know, at, before or at the end, I'm sure he'll, good friend Willie will have our contact information. You got questions or anything like that. Love to answer them. Love to help you. That's what I'm here for. But today we got a special guest. I brought a partner because there's some that her area of expertise ties into mine. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yield on to her. Oh my goodness! Like right back at you, man. You know, I'm honored to be on the show. I'm Ro Jones. Um, I happen to be Marlon's client. I'm actually his client. Um, and I, what I basically do is help people improve their credit and their finances. Um, uh, credit is the uh, key part of what most people come seek me out. But we also do cover wills, trust and um, power of returns and health uh, over your health and your estate. Um, we also help people, you know, begin to pay down debt because after you. Your credit actually, I want to make that real clear. Credit and debt are not the same thing, y'all. Mm -hmm. mm. Good point. Good point. Uh oh. Do we lose her? I think we might have a little bit of a freeze. Sound like she was getting ready to explain the credit and she was debt. About to give us the, the meaning of life. And <laughs> but yeah, about to drop some of them nuggets in them, in them, in them jewels. Right. Okay, here we go. That look like that connection coming right back. You know, because we want people to get free. To I don't know if she. Hopefully, she realized she got dropped. Hopefully. Okay. Sorry, y'all. We having a little technical difficulty. We're gonna get roll right back in here. She's gonna explain to y'all the. Where did my messages go? While she's while she's away, what I will say is that um, going back to what you were saying about that earlier, Marlon, about in terms of um, the importance of leaving that that gift, right? Is is uh, insurance is definitely something that shouldn't be a second thought. It shouldn't be a second thought. It shouldn't be something that people think about uh, at the last minute. You know, especially you know, you you don't want to be sick and sickly when when it's time to get life insurance. Because the truth is, people, here's a question that people ask me all the time. Should I wait? And the answer is absolutely not. Because you got two things working against you. Age, because the older you are when you apply, the premium's going to cost more. Why? Because there's more of a risk of the company that's covering you. Right. And really, Insurance is nothing more than transferring the risk off of you onto somebody else. Mm. When you buy a car, the finance company, the reason the finance company wants you to have insurance, they don't want the risk that something happened to the car and they can't get paid. True. When you buy the cell phone, what's the first thing the person try to sell you? Insurance. <laughs> exactly. Because guess, guess, guess what? I'm, 
all the carriers, you know, they don't want they don't want you to drop that phone. And we didn't buy it at a super expensive OtterBox case that was like two hundred dollars. Exactly. We dropped the phone, and then they don't want to say, "Well, I, hey, guess what? I'm just not paying them no more." And these days, when the devices are so expensive, they don't want to get stuck with the risk of, man, what could happen? So, mm. if they get the concept and a phone and a car. Or even when you go for the mortgage, the mortgage company, even if you got the down payment, even if you got the financing, if you can't come up with the money for the insurance, guess what they ain't giving you? No keys. No keys. Exactly. Exactly. And the, the truth of the matter is you say, well, wait a minute. Homeowners insurance for a premium for a year costs more than life insurance. Yeah, that's true. All right. Right. <laughs> Auto insurance for a premium typically especially if you're living in the D. All <laughs> right. Especially if you're living in the D. Guess what? That costs more than people's premium for life insurance. And so the, the question when people ask, should I wait? No, I shouldn't wait because it's extremely important. It's extremely reasonable. And it's covering something that can't even be replaced. True. True that. True that. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back, bro. We've been going down all day. It's too many devices. Oh, yeah. That's every parent right now. Exactly. myself. Those first world struggles. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's get back to what you were saying, Raw, about the uh, uh, the difference between credit and debt and. Yep. Uh, I can't remember what else you were saying, but I, yeah, I, was talking about, yeah. I was talking about the difference between credit and debt. So, you know, yes, your credit report actually reflects debt. But when you're trying to repair your credit, it's not necessarily that you are actually going to um, take care of debt per se. Um, you're going to have to obviously bring like if we talk about credit cards. Then, yes, you need to bring those credit cards down. But oftentimes, you know. People instantly try and say, well, I want to fix my credit by, you know, going into bankruptcy. Uh, bankruptcy was going to fix the debt, but it's not going to fix the credit because they're two different things. They're two different avenues. Bankruptcy is specifically for debt. But let's think about for a second what bankruptcy does. Bankruptcy actually gets you out of agreements, out of covenants. So the moment that you file bankruptcy, you're literally telling all of your creditors, I don't keep my agreements. Whew. Right. I break covenant. Woo. Mm -hmm. Right. So that gives them now the right to charge you all this extra uh, interest because you filed bankruptcy. So mm -hmm. technically what you're doing is obliterating your credit because credit has to do with is your name good enough for me to actually lend you money? Mm -hmm. Is your name worth me? actually giving you money and can I expect for you to actually keep the covenant or the agreement that you just made with me? You know, that's always been a, that's always been a crazy thing to me. And and, and everybody, welcome to the show. Smooth. What up, What's up, brother? What's going on? Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome home. Welcome home. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be y'all hear me good. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more but it's, it's clear. Okay, okay, okay. My headphones. Yeah, thanks for the be back. Thanks for the be back. Laugh for having me back. You know what I mean? And I'm glad to be back on this show to get this financial advice. Yes. Um, yes. No doubt, no doubt. 
All right. Yeah, I was, what I was going to say is that I feel like what's crazy to me about the higher interest rates that you may get and that the higher um, fees that you may get and that kind of thing is always crazy to me because it's like you, you already have trouble paying things, but we're going to penalize you more by making you pay more for the yep. thing that you need in life or that you want in life. And you know, it's, it's but it's that penalty that we want to avoid, right? That is the penalty that you want. Absolutely, because you're now paying twice as much, three times as much for what you you know could have you know, originally get without having to do all of that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, having good credit right there. I always tell people off top, especially when we're doing credit restoration. I you know I run into some people. I can't afford to do credit restoration. You can't afford not to. <laughs> You got money. It's just going in the wrong direction, right? Because if you got poor credit, guess what you're paying extra money for? You're paying extra money for water. You're paying extra money for DTE if you're mm -hmm. a Michigan. You're paying extra money for rent because you're going to have to put a deposit down. So you can't tell me you don't got money. You got money. It's mm -hmm. just going somewhere else. Mm -hmm. True. So you can actually keep all that money if you actually fix your credit. Yeah. Yeah, I, re I recently, I recently uh, improved my credit, and it was like um, by I want to say over the last year, a little over a hundred points. Awesome. And, you know, for me that was huge, but I also looked at what I was doing during that time, right? Paying off debt, but also making payments that that showed my my ability to make payments. But also keeping good credit balances, you know, not not totally obliterated. I, I, at one point, I paid off a whole credit card, and of course, I paid for that. With my credit score, it went down. Uh, that's something I definitely want you to talk about. Times even doing the right thing can be the wrong thing for your credit score. Not to say that it's it's bad to pay it off, but just how that affects you. Because some people don't understand that that side of it either. Is how the activities that you do affect your credit. And your credit score. That's that's uh, awesome that you just asked. I just literally got finished doing a, um, a, a Zoom call, and that was one of the questions. Like, why is it that when you you know pay off accounts, your score drops? Well, length of credit counts for fifteen percent of your score, and length of credit is the hardest area of your credit score to tap into. You need time. So when we start closing out accounts. You're about to, let's talk about the credit card. So say you close the credit card, you pay the thing down, right? Score goes up because you pay it down. Then you close it out because you're not using it no more. Mm -hmm. Guess what you got to lose? Credit card utilization. Mm -hmm. So say you got a total amount of 50 grand in credit across, mm, let's say five cards. So they all 10 grand of each. Well, you close one card out because you're not using it no more. You just dropped your whole totality down to 40 grand. So if those cars are all over 30%, guess what? Now the total amount of credit card utilization is about to go up because you closed out one. Mm -hmm. So now you're about to take it plumbing. <laughs> right. right. But not to mention, now while even though closing the account doesn't necessarily mean the item is about to get removed from the report, it's not. It's going to be there for seven years unless you dispute it. But the activity stops. Mm -hmm. The activity stops, right? And that utilization goes away. That's mm -hmm. what causes your drop. So we never want to close accounts, you guys. 15% uh, of the score has to do with you building long-term credit history. A healthy credit report has at least seven years on it. Mm -hmm. 
right? So you, the one thing you don't want to do is go close your seven-year account. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially Keep not that 20-year account. <laughs> None of those. Keep those yeah. open. You know what I mean? Because that that's that's giving you weight. You know, um, those accounts are important because uh, you've got history there. That's what the lenders are looking for. When you're trying to buy a home, your score can get you approved, but it's the pre-approved. But it is the health of the credit report that actually gets you to the closing table. Hmm. Right. You have a, I mean, you know, when you buy your house, you'll get that pre-approval. I'm sorry, y'all. I sound like a whole man. I've been singing the whole weekend. I don't have much of a voice. <laughs> Um, you get your pre-approval yeah, and you get ready to go up under underwriting and all of a sudden you got this laundry list of things to do. Like, wait. That's because the health of the report isn't su sufficient enough for the underwriter to actually substantiate actually giving you this loan. Okay. Okay. So they're going to actually have you pay down credit cards. Um, and offer it. If anybody's on here trying to buy a home, let me go ahead and tell you now. If you don't got no credit cards, go get them now. You need credit cards. You need trade lines on the report actively reporting to actually get approved for a mortgage, right? The can, you whole explain, can you explain what a trade line is so that people understand? So a trade line is basically a, an account that you have opened up. And typically it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like, it could be a credit card. It can be, um, um, it could be a furniture account. Those are all, uh, it could be a credit builder account. Self, S-E-L-F. Dot INC. Write that down. Self <laughs> is a credit builder account that's it's nine dollars to start it. You can do the uh five hundred dollar plan, uh $25 a month. You guys, your score will go up 20 to 60 points just by adding that installment plan. It's basically a loan in reverse, right? So the first plan is for $500. So you're going to make $25 payments every month till you get to the $500. Once you got to the $500, then they deposit that money into your account. That's your money. You get a little interest. It ain't nothing to run home and tell you about. I'm about. It's about $19 to $20. <laughs> but every time you make those payments, it's hitting your reports, all three, boosting the score up. So literally within the first 30 to 60 days of you starting that account, it's going to boost your credit score. Now, if you actually don't have credit cards, once you get to the, um, once you get to a hundred dollars and you got at least three payments, three consecutive payments, self will offer you a secure card, which now remember, I told you, you get your money back. So if you take the secure card, it's going to deduct the money out of that savings account. So if $500 is the plan and you put 200 on that secure card, you're not getting 500 back. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Because okay. the other 200 you have is just on the card. So then the Say that again. I, I wanted to ask her about secure credit cards. The, uh, her opinion, no, no, that was, my, that was actually my uh, first question about those who say uh, credit score was horrible and then they finally start getting offers and some of them are secure credit cards. I mean, you basically answered it as like those are something good to start off with for those who uh, have poor credit. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I like secure credit cards because we typically don't like to waste our money. Mm -hmm. And a secure card requires you to become the grantor of the car. You're actually putting two hundred to two thousand dollars on a secure card. 
Now, if you're going to go get a secure card because you put money on it, make sure it's a low APR. Nobody wants to pay interest on their own money. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> all right. So First Progress Bank is a, a company that I do have a contract with so I can help people get into that. Um, no, no credit check. So you don't take that inquiry. But the idea of having a secure card, you don't want to pay 25% on your own money. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So mm -hmm. look for low APR. Now, this is why I like secure cards, because when people need to restart their credit or actually start building credit, i.e. my son, um, I you have him in a secure card. I need to train him on how to use the card. So if say you put 200 on that card, 30 percent of that is really 60 dollars. So I need him to understand, yes, 200 is available. But once you cross 600, that score is going to drop. So I need him to be trained to say, I don't have a $200 card. I got a $60 card so that he learns how to manage his utilization appropriately. And he gets accustomed to not thinking he has all this money available. He only has this portion and he has to manage that portion to protect his credit score. So in that right, yep, I love secure cards because for the person who is telling me they scared of credit cards, it's not the card that you're scared of. It's your discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Ain't wrong with the card. <laughs> the card is fine. You can't tell your. That was my problem. That was my problem when I was young. I said that was my problem when I first got my uh my credit card when I was like eighteen years old. I didn't okay. understand that when I got that two hundred dollars, I didn't really have two hundred dollars on that credit card. You know what I mean? That I should keep it at. I shouldn't go below sixty. Like that's sixty dollars. Like that's a good point. I didn't understand that because I was older. You know what I mean? I yep. went straight and charged the whole two hundred dollars. You know what yep. I mean? And and that and that just killed my credit score. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's you know. say that's the part that we have to we have to educate on because we get credit cards to build credit. But you know what happens is we get the credit card, then we go max it out, and we didn't tow the credit up all over again trying to build rebuild it. Right. Mm -hmm. so we yeah. to, Been there. Educate. You got to educate the person on. Like if you got a thousand dollar card, you really only got three hundred dollars to spend. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Ten thousand dollar card, you only got three mm -hmm. grand to spend. Um, now, obviously, you have the full utilization. I want to make that clear. You do have it. But understand, if we're talking about for the purposes of building good credit, then you don't go past 30%. Now, say life happens, because life is going to happen, period, right? Life going to happen, and you're going to have to use it. At some point, you might have to max the card. That's where you need to know your reporting date. Because if you know when the date report, the card reports, as long as you get it paid back down below 30%, it would be like you never use it. Oh, right, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah that, you, okay. All you can do is you can go right into your credit report. It'll literally tell you the day that is actually reported. So we, we also need to get into a habit of paying before the reports, not on the actual due date. Because mm -hmm. sometimes the due date is after the reporting date. Exactly. So it's before time. I, I, I actually have a card, I believe, that's four days. See, the four days are five days before the... Um, uh, due date there's the reporting date. <laughs> weird to me. It's so weird. Yeah. So we get in the habit of knowing when our reporting dates are and actually pay. You want to pay at least three days before the reporting date because you want to give it time to clear. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because usually if you're paying a credit card, you ain't paying by a debit. You're usually going to pay by ACH. So you want to give it some time to clear. And then that way your reporting is always below 30% versus paying on the due date and then risking the chance of it reporting the balance before the payment actually hit. So um, credit cards are a really great way um, to leverage your credit. You know, that's how people are making money. You know, um, our, our problem is we just don't have, we, we haven't been exposed to other ways how to use our credit. You know, we can have credit cards and use them to go buy properties versus food. (laughs) Yep. You see what I'm saying? So now your, your money is, your credit is making you money versus making you fat. (laughs) Right. True that. Right. Right. There's other alternatives, other realities. You know what I mean? Uh, I was sharing with a young girl that there is a different reality than being walking on a lot and actually being ran through every broker known to man. <laughs> the other reality is that they drive up to your old house with the car and have you sign at your door because you mm-hmm. got there's other realities, but if we're not exposed to those other realities, we don't know. Right. 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 Absolutely. So, so we, we, you talked about what helps your credit. There, there's, there's a, there's an item that I always think about that I hear people say, "I'm going to go buy this because it's going to help my credit." Okay. Can you, can you tell us some things that people shouldn't go run out and buy just, just because somebody is selling them something that they claim is going to help their credit? Can you tell some folks some things they mm-hmm. should be going out, rushing out to buy, thinking it's going to improve their credit? Cars. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. We're on the same page. That's my oh, I, that's my pet peeve. I hate hearing people. Like as soon as I hear somebody, I, I literally want to slap them. Like no, don't listen to that salesman. He's trying to sell you that car. He's not trying to sell you good credit. He's not and trying to give you a, a boost in your in in your you know equity. He's trying to sell you a car. So don't think that's going to improve your credit. <laughs> Let's think about this for one second. <laughs> I mean, nothing's wrong with financing a vehicle. You know what I mean? If you got the credit for it, there's nothing wrong with financing a vehicle. I'm just not one of those persons for paying car notes is overrated to me. But let's think about this for a second. Whenever you see the advertisement advertisement of no credit needed, you automatically know that a, the APR gonna be high. Yeah. That's why let's think about that. Anytime you try and get your credit out, uh, your car fixed, and they had a no credit needed option, you about to pay one hundred and thirty eight percent. So that's why they, that's not a care. They, that's not somebody that actually care. And, and see what I see, what I and the reason why I'm saying car, because again, I want to make that very clear. Buying a car is not always a bad thing by financing it if you have good credit. It's if you're trying to build good credit with buying a car, guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna buy something you don't want, which nine times out of ten won't outlive the term of the loan. <laughs> oh, talk about it. Talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Unfortunately, you have good intentions on trying to build good credit. But that car gonna frustrate you, and then you gonna <laughs> abandon the car. And guess what? 
You guys, I don't care if you return a card. That's still a voluntary uh, repo. It's still a repo. A repo is a repo is a repo is a repo. Okay. Right. And you are going to be held responsible for the rest of that loan. Mm. So yeah. But it didn't work out. That's a huge point. My, my other issue, too, from what I know about how car loans work is reporting. And I've had, I would say, I think I've had, Damon can probably back me up on this. I've had at least, at least nine cars mm -hmm. in the last 15 years. And of all those cars, I think I had maybe one that I, no, two that I, that I didn't have a payment on, but the rest I made payments on. Mm -hmm. And no matter who I who I who I got the money from, whoever lent me the money, no matter if it was a bank, if it was a credit credit union, if it was one of those loan sharks, whatever it was, I never had a, a, a car loan consistently report to my credit. It was like every other month. One, one was really good. I thought every other month was good. Mm -hmm. I, I had one that literally only reported like three times in a two-year period. Wow. Three times. And you got to think, if, you, if you're if you late, you know they're going to report that immediately. Of course. One minute late, they're going to report that immediately. But to, to report my good standing payments three times in two years, that's that's sad. It doesn't do anything to improve my credit. My credit Let's know. talk about this. Okay, this is you just brought up a very good point here mm -hmm. that most people do not understand about credit reporting. Now, you have the right to ask before you start trying to get credit from a particular person or a, a vendor or establishment. Do you report to all three? Not all banks report to all three. That's not all credit majority of credit unions don't report to all three. And not all uh, dealerships or wherever you're buying your uh, cars from are going to report. Let me tell you why. Because there's no law that says anything has to report. They pay to report. Yes. They pay. This is big business. They're in the business of selling your information to the credit bureaus. They pay to report your information. That's the reason why your credit scores can be. You know, 700 on TransUnion, 682 on Equifax, 635 on Experian. And usually Experian is the shorter because it's the bougiest of them all. <laughs> and that's, that's where usually banks are, right? Banks are usually going to pull Experian. If you're renting, it's usually going to be Equifax. Cars pull TransUnion. Um, the small mom and pop shop cannot afford to report to all three. The big corporations like Beaumont Hospital, uh, you better believe Beaumont gonna report to all three. Yeah, no doubt. The default is gonna show up. <laughs> um, you know, Verizon Wireless, AT and T. These are you know major corporations. Yes, they can afford. But also, let's think about this. What doesn't show up on your report? Rent. Rent. Utilities do not show Utilities. up. On the report. Yep. Only if you happen to use the Experian Boost will it show up. Mm -hmm. But typically. Utilities are not reported until you default. Now, don't pay DTE. Uh, I think it's Harrison Harrison Collection or Law. That's <laughs> yeah. gonna show up real fast. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and 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 that's the one thing. It's like looking at 
most of the, the places that either don't show up or don't report, but they will report when you mess up. Yeah. That's the yeah. sad part, or that's the crazy part about it when you got to think about is that you're not going to build anything, but you will lose if you mess up. Absolutely. That's their yep. shame on you. Didn't keep your agreement with us. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's that little pat on the hand. So that's why your scores can look totally different. But that is also why the Fair Credit Reporting Act was created. Because if they're paying to report, who's going to fact check the fact checkers? Who's going to make sure that what you are reporting is correct? Who's going to make sure that the information that you are sending on my report that can stop me from getting a home, stop me from getting a car, stop me from getting a job um, is actually accurate and should be on my report. That's what the Fair Credit Reporting Act is for. So you have the absolute right. Everybody hear me. You have the absolute right, regardless if you have paid it or not. If it is negatively impacting your score, you have the right to dispute any negative item on the report because they pay to report the information. And you need to think about this. Currently, I'm sitting in front of about three computers right now. And if I, y'all see I got nails, right? One missing. <laughs> <laughs> now, say I'm on the phone and I'm keying and I miss an a key. That happens every day. Y'all seem to think that your collectors and the people who you talk to when you call customer service are 100% accurate all the time. They are not. Sally Sally has issues with John at home and comes to work pissed sometimes. (laughs) Okay? And let's not forget with your bankruptcies, you guys. We seem to think that our bankruptcies are 100% accurate. Again, Sally has come to work and she is not about to file all your information. Her and John been fighting all night. She's tired. All right. Something's going to get messed up. <laughs> so you have the right to dispute anything negatively impacting your credit score. Errors happen because we're human. You just need to make sure that because somebody was human, it's not going to stop you getting in your house, in your car and get the job. Right. Right. Job. Right. <laughs> Some of yeah. us didn't get I know every job I've ever had, I've, I've had to do a credit report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's becoming more frequent now. Now I am seeing promotions being uh, determined based off of credit reports, um, especially like in the D.C. area, because, I mean, majority of those jobs are government jobs there. Right. So obviously that would be what, you know, you would run into. But, you know, even down to the casino, uh, mm-hmm. Before Toys R Us closed, we had a nurse. I had a nurse who uh, was trying to get a $9 an hour job. Mind you, she has an MSN. Credit was poor, and they would not give her the job because of her credit. Because she's cash handling. Wow. Wow. And it doesn't seem fair. It really does not seem fair, but you guys, your credit can actually mess up your livelihood. So we have to take it a little bit more serious. I don't know if y'all paying attention. You're walking up in these stores now. <laughs> cash is, some stores ain't taking cash. Right. That's right. True. Yeah, that's true. So we better take it a little bit more serious than what we have before. Credit is highly, it's becoming more important um, by the day. You know, you can save some some massive money. So let me tell you one other thing that you can do. Say your credit utilization overall is a problem because of one card. Like I just had a conversation with my father 
a care credit. Let's talk about that. Care credit is something, you know, we, we typically tell everybody, you know, keep your cars below 30%. Well, when you got care credit, obviously it's going to be surgery. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's kind of hard to keep that under 30%, right? Because whatever the amount you have to do for this particular surgery or whatever it is medically you're going to do, you got to do it. Mm -hmm. Every other car, it could be controlled. Care credit is one of those ones that can't be. Right. So in this case, my father had uh, a care credit credit card and um, he was just a little bit over his 30 percent area. Right. And I'm like, Dad, we gotta get that down so we can go ahead and creep back up into, you know, the score that he had. Um, So all we literally did was call every last one of the other credit card lenders and ask them to increase his scores because he has amazing payment history. And because he's never been well, increase the limit, increase his limit, increase the limit. And they all were increased without even pulling the credit score. All oh, right. Yeah. So they didn't pull the report. They said, Mr. Jones, we can give you X amount of dollars uh, without pulling the report. Or do you want us to pull you the report to give you more? Oh, no, no. We good. So we just got enough um, utilization being added to all of those cards to offset the care credit card to bring that utilization down. Smart. So that's another reason why you want to make your bill payments on time with your credit card. <laughs> no doubt. There you go. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I also sometimes just sneak it in there. I I, I woke up one morning and, and my one of my cards had doubled in in uh in, in limit and I was just like I, I, I don't remember asking with this. <laughs> right. And you see they'll do it, they'll do it automatically if you're you know consistent with your payments. Um, you guys, we, we want to want to definitely make sure everybody understands with the cards um, that it's not just payment history. It is the utilization. It's the both. Right. Mm -hmm. Just paying thirty five dollars every month. And that card is a ten thousand dollar limit. But you at nine thousand five hundred and fifty eight dollars. That thirty five dollars ain't doing nothing. <laughs> right. Right. You got to pay more. So if you want to bring the score up. You got to get it down below the 30 percent, but continue making that, you know, um, on time payment. And one of the things that I tell my clients to do is tell me what's that one thing you got to have every day. And usually Starbucks, usually it's like Tim Hortons. OK, do me a favor. Go pull up into Starbucks. Act like you about to order. Pull your phone out. Make a payment. <laughs> hmm. So now you, you hijacked your brain. <laughs> No, you didn't get a chance to get that Starbucks, but you just spent the money that should have been applied to that credit card. So every day, if you will go to Starbucks every day, spend that five, ten dollars, whatever it is you spend in, put it on that card. Mm -hmm. Your stomach gonna thank yeah. you in the credit card too. <laughs> no, I think that's key. I think that's key in this conversation is 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 habits. I think I think a lot of people have bad habits. Yeah, bad habits end up leading us to poor credit. I know that was yep. my biggest my biggest my personal biggest flaw was my was my habits was killing me. Like you said, eating out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I used to always eat out and I know how to cook. But instead I would go eat out, you know what I mean, just wasting money or whatever mm -hmm. vice I had. I used to smoke cigarettes. I used to smoke cigarettes a lot. So you know what I mean that was just money wasted. Right. instead of uh, and then we like like you said we were always complaining about what we don't have. It's like no, you have it. You just spending it on other stuff that's not really benefiting you, and that's how you and that's how most of us be losing our money or ended up in debt by how we use our money on our bad habits. Right, right, no doubt, no doubt. 
I definitely agree with that because that's that's something I had the same problem with is doing um, what they call just just buying things that I didn't need all the time. I, I had a bad habit with that when I was younger with CDs. I had a bad habit of that when I was, uh, uh, you know, maybe when I was taking the kids out for lunch or dinner all the time when, you know, like you said, there's food at home, you know, I should have been one, I should have been like my mom, like, we got McDonald's at home. <laughs> you know, not, you know, not, not every, you know, you don't have to miss out all the time, but, you know, when it's just excessive, that kind of thing, like you said, just the bad habits, you know, will, will, will definitely eat into your, your credit usage, as well as um, one thing that I always had a problem with, and I think that it was, uh, more just just the availability of it was was as soon as I got a card or as soon as I got an increase using it thinking like oh you know what now I can go get this toy that I wanted or not go get these clothes that I wanted or not you know and not realizing that negative impact that would have on my credit overall because because I know I'm not about to pay that by the by the report. It's all habits. That's all it is it's all habits either way it go. You know, um, and with that being said, I, I think that leads us to thinking about our children. Um, our children pick up our habits. So the quicker we change our um, habits, if we can do it before they pick them up, they'll learn the positive things. So, you know, your 17-year-olds, your 16-year-olds, your 18-year-olds, Literally, um, you can help change their trajectory. They don't have to walk in the same footsteps that we did. You know, uh, we can go ahead and impart the wisdom and the knowledge financially. But see, that also goes back to us wanting to know it for ourselves so that we can give it to our kids. That's a lot of our issues. Some of us are so hell bent on doing the things that we've been doing. It's been working all this time. Yeah, but the next generation is going to repeat the cycle. And they're going to walk in the same footsteps that you walked in. And we don't have to do that where if we take a moment to not just think about ourselves and go a little bit further to learn more so that we can pass off more. So my son graduated from high school with a 682. Mm. Wow. But all I had to do was just put rent on the credit report. He didn't really pay rent, but we put rent on the report. Right. Right. Took him from a zero. I couldn't even get into credit card because there was nothing there. Put rent on there within three weeks, he was up to a 682. Then we put stuff on the report. Now, in his case, the money came back to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, money came back to me. Well, technically, there's a little account for him. He don't really know. Homeboy need a car, and I ain't even told him. <laughs> nice, nice. So, um, but he got the score, and he got a little account where he can actually go do what he need to do. I'm just, I guess, I, he turns 20 this. October, so maybe I tell. But um, you know, then we put him on a secure card uh, just so that you know we could build that score. He really has no idea what he has, right? Because I ain't ready for him to mess up what I just built for him. <laughs> right, exactly. So, I mean, I that's, that's build. That's that's what you talk talk call you know building building you know generational wealth and equity and 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 that mindset. You know, when you start teaching them that early. And I mean, because like you said, because either either you're gonna teach them right or you're gonna lead them teach wrong. Them. Yeah. You know, uh, my, my, I know my mother. Uh, uh, God bless her. She just <laughs> she just never never really got the credit thing down pat when it came to keeping it going. But she always um, 
um, did things that I would see. And then it was like those bad habits, you know, like you said, they, they, I, I, I saw them and I thought it was okay, you know, or, or I didn't understand the impact that was having because I would see her just still get, still get credit, but not realizing it's at higher interest rates or that it's at, you know, uh, not, not like you said with the car situation, not quite the car she wanted or not quite the house she wanted. You know, she didn't have to worry about her job, you know, looking at her credit report, but I got to worry about mine, you know. So that's huge to to think about. Like you said, think about the kids, think about your family and how they're utilizing credit or how they're utilizing uh, their, their, um, or how they're managing their, their credit score. Yeah. I mean, and see, even with, you can, you can actually cushion them if you per se, um, so take, for instance, for my son's credit card, technically he's the primary, I'm the AU for the card. I made myself the AU so that I could see what you're doing. And I necessarily didn't necessarily do that, but I also want to be able to guide him. You know, we have to be a little bit more hands-on in this position. Um, all the work that I did to get him there, I don't want him to make one wrong mistake. So I'm literally you know, kind of walking with him, making sure he understands what he has to do, how the statement reports, you know, so he can look at those things. Because I mean, sure, I could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. I need him to stand on his own two feet. I need him to be able to say, okay, my mama did leave me with this kind of, you know, credit report and this credit score. And you got a little bank account over here and you got a little thanks tomorrow and a good little nice cushion coming to you if I'm gone and work more day in the life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I need him to be able to move accordingly if mama and daddy's gone. Right. Mm. So we we can really help our our children. But again, just think if this hadn't been about maybe six years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do none of this for him because I didn't have the knowledge. And I, that's that's the that's the exact thing I wanted to get to. It's like I think we're at a time, you know, when they say you know better, you do better. You feel me? And, and and we're in a day and time where ignorance can't be bliss. You okay. feel me? Ignorant, ignorance can't be an excuse because, you know, we're the information age, so everything is out there. I think the key thing and, and that we've been mentioning is, is habit. You know, I, I brought up on a, on a previous show on a book that I read uh, called The Power of Habit. And mm-hmm. I think I mean, like he broke it down perfectly in there, like how we talk about generational curses, is because we we just do what we see. You feel me? Now I mean, what what we're around, we, we we're that reflection of it. So we just repeat, 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 without improving it, and know what I mean, without without questioning. And sometimes we do it, we do it absent-mindedly. We don't even mean to do it. You feel right. me? It's just the way the brain. It's just the way the brain works. The brain is going to always make it for the easiest way out. You feel me? And the easiest way out is comfortability. And, and sometimes we get too. We, I think we got too comfortable in consumerism. You know what I mean? Because I think that plays a big part in debt in our community and, and how we spend money is like we, we're consumers more than uh, producers, so to speak. You know what I mean? And I think that consumer mindset. Is what hold I know that held me back for a long time. You know what I mean? But we always like like Willie mentioned earlier, as soon as I get some money in my pocket, I'm ready to go spend it. You know what I mean? That was always my mindset. I'm ready to go spend it. I ain't thinking about 
investing or, or buying property or none of that. You feel me? I was thinking about materialistic things and, 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 and nonsense, so, so to speak. You know what I mean? So that's something I don't want to pass down to my daughter. You feel me? Like I said, really, really powerful. Because um, I can go back to something that Rose said. She talked about that credit is your name. And so what has happened, being taught as a consumer, we think the power is in the brand that we buy and not in our own credibility of our name. And so we're busy chasing after that as though that's what's going to give us the value as opposed to understanding the value that we have. So Smooth, when you talk about habits, our life is just a sum total of the habits and choices that we've made. So then when we say, man, it's jacked up. Well, it's because we just caught some stuff, but we didn't get to take the time to be taught stuff. That if you get taught something, then what can you do? You are empowered to make a different decision, which now means what's going to happen? You're going to make different choices, which is going to end up being a different kind of life of credibility, but it's going to be able to give you the ability to teach the next generation so they're not entangled in the exact same snares. Right, right. I mean, oh. man. Come on, I owe all y'all offerings. Man, <laughs> y'all in there. Y'all, man, y'all in there tonight. Yeah. Oh, yes. all y'all offerings. That's real. That's real. You know, you know how many people choose not to buy homes because their parents didn't buy homes? Or you know how many people choose not to go to college because their parents didn't go to college? Choose we not to get married. We, <laughs> they choose not to get married because they parent. We literally teach our children according to what we've done, and we don't realize um, when we say, "Well, I don't need all that." Yes, you do. Your kid needs you to, right? I believe it's Claude Anderson who said to uh, you know Black America that if we don't get reparations, we done because we don't own enough in this country to have a voice. We need you to want to own land. Mm -hmm. So we need to fix your credit so you can actually buy something so you can own it. You know what I mean? Uh, you can't pass that job down. You can't pass a rental property down, but you can definitely pass down businesses. You can definitely pass down property that you actually own. And, you know, like, uh, you know, one of the quickest ways to start building a legacy for your family is to buy a home. Yes, yes. <laughs> Quick right. and easy, simple, right? And it's cheaper. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's cheaper to buy the home now than to rent. You know what I mean? So we have to elevate our thinking um, as it relates to our finances. It, it, but see, when you start talking about finances, I'm not doing what I do for me. I'm doing what I'm doing, not even for my kids, for my grandkids, my great grandkids. You get what I'm saying? Right. When you get into the, the idea of building wealth, it's not in this generation that the wealth is going to affect. It's in the generations to come. Okay. You win there. I, I love Henry Ford. Okay. Let's think about this for a second. The descendants of Henry Ford today could literally graduate from high school and retire. Wow. <laughs> wow. They they work now not because they have to, but to maintain the name of Ford. Yeah, it's a legacy that they're continuing. They ain't got to work. <laughs> this man created an empire 
that they were born into. Every last one of us can do that. Yes. But we all got to elevate our mindset for it to want to do that. But again, we also have to think about this for a second. He wasn't thinking about just him. He was thinking long ahead. Yeah. I'm a fan of Henry Ford, okay? And so th that's the keys here. When we're talking about credit, I hear this all the time because my, my, in my consultation, my question is, what is it that you're trying to obtain? Oftentimes I hear nothing. I don't want to own nothing. I, don't, I, don't wanna, I just want better credit, which is good. That's, you know, that's a good reason to want it. But I'm hearing it from parents. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to own nothing. You got kids. Wow. No judgment. But I need you to understand what you're saying. I don't want to pass down nothing to my children. You see how that don't sound right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> don't even want to have a legacy. <laughs> that don't sound right. So we we just, you know, and, and you know, like I said, you guys, I, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm a student of finances. Um, I'm a student on almost everything because I, I got six kids. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford to stay still and and not continue learning. I have to make sure, like I said, who's to say tomorrow is my last day. I got to make sure that whatever I know today, I've imparted to my children so they can stand on their own two feet so that they can actually impart into the next generation. And the most important thing that I can impart is knowledge and the desire to get understanding and wisdom and to continue learning it. And finances and every other aspect of their life. No doubt. No doubt. Did you have a, a question, Smooth? Nah, I just wanted to add on. Like, like I said, like everybody kicking that knowledge. But I also wanted to add that we got to get used to sacrifice. That's one of the issues, too, that, that I noticed that was in my, uh, like I say, in my family. You know what I mean? The willingness to take that sacrifice uh, not only in just learning uh, financial literacy but actually applying it because those are two different things because you got have the knowledge but now I mean the wisdom and, and, and the strength to follow through on that knowledge is a totally different thing that's a totally different animal and, and, and a lot of people can't follow through because they're not willing to make that sacrifice. They don't have a a, a deficit. She has six kids. You feel me? Mine is my daughter, and I know my health. You know, we, we talked about that, so I want to do whatever I can immediately, you feel me, to affect her. So I, I'm trying to speed the process up for me to be able to help her speed that process up for her. You know what I mean? Like you said, we ain't thinking about now. We're thinking about in, in, in the future, but that takes sacrifice. You feel me? And, and, I'm, and I'm going to tell you, it ain't easy. You feel me? Because sometimes, like you said, we fall back into what's, what's comfortable because it get hard to make that sacrifice sometimes. You feel me? To say no. You feel me? It get hard when, you, when, when your kid's asking for something, you know you got a plan and you got to look them in the eye and be like, no. You feel me? And then you got to look at that face and, 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 not, and not fool, you feel me? That's a sacrifice as a parent, you feel me? Because that can hit you in a certain spot, you know what I mean? To, say, to tell them no when they in need or in want, you feel me? And I know a lot of parents, I know a lot of, like you said, we want, a lot of us want to give our kids 
what we didn't have. You feel me? Instead of teaching them what we didn't know. Yes. You feel me? Because if we teach them, if we teach them what we didn't know, they can get what they think they want or what we think it it'll be on another level. You know what I mean? But it takes sacrifice. Definitely take sacrifice. Come on, smooth. Man, you man, that's that key word right there. Sacrifice. Short-term sacrifice bring long-term rewards. And we have to come to that understanding. Most of us, you are so on the money in, in doing this business. Uh, most people don't want to make those sacrifices, but you just prolong. <laughs> you prolong the place. You I've never seen people actually maintain they maintain where they hate being yes. yes we literally maintain it we i mean we uphold and complain the whole time when someone presents something here's you have an opportunity to shift where you are but it, it's gonna take anytime you try to go to the next level a sacrifice got to be made mm -hmm. anytime you're exactly. trying to walk on a different um realm you got to make a sacrifice period mm -hmm. I don't care if it's spiritual or if it's natural. You go make a sacrifice. Something got to be given up. Right. right? You got to be light to get to the top. You can't be heavy. So um, you are on the money. You got to make that. We got to learn to make sacrifice. We have to learn to tell ourselves no. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong yeah. with saying no to yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah, before before we go into the after show role, uh, can you explain to the people uh, what your company does for them and how you can be of service? Oh, sure. Um, so what we do is we help people dispute the negative items from their credit report. That's obviously our flagship product. Um, our clients actually end up with 12 products. Uh, like I said before, they get a wheel to living trust, the power of attorney over their estate, as well as their health. Um, they do get a debt payoff system. They get a savings goal system so that if you're trying to go on vacation or you're paying off, uh, you, if you want to buy a house, you need down payment, closing costs, title insurance, homeowners insurance. And if you want new furniture, you need money for that too, right? So you need to be saving. <laughs> um, you end up with a debt payoff system. Obviously, uh, you know, credit monitoring and identity theft are typical services that come with credit restoration. So that comes. But one of the major parts of buying a home for first time home buyers is a budget. Mm. I know we don't like that word. So we're going to just call it bouger for right now. OK. <laughs> All right. The budget empowers you to say what you want to eat, where you want to go, what you're going to drive, how much gas you can afford, right? Otherwise, your money is telling you what you can eat, where you can go, what kind of car you're going to drive, and what kind of gas you can afford. And usually, it's not how you like it, right? The budget actually puts us in control and put parameters on our spending uh, so that we can live the life that we want to live and live in the houses that we want to live. So um, that's one of the main problems. So it does us no good to help you fix your credit if we don't actually fix the issues that cause you to have issues with your credit. A lot of people are not just negli negligent or willy-nilly not paying bills. A lot of people have had certain circumstances hit them and they didn't have a, a plan in place. So our services is to help you now, like Smooth said, change your habits and start preparing for the unforeseen. COVID showed up and messed a whole lot of people up. Because we didn't have emergency funds. We didn't have our credit in order. We didn't have, I mean, just think about this. If you had your credit in order and you had a $15,000 credit card, you could you could have stayed afloat for a while. Right. Right? 
I mean, that's, um, that's what my job did. They used their $15 billion in credit to stay afloat. <laughs> see? So that's what we, in a nutshell, that's what we do. We help you. Uh, obviously, if you need to add trade lines, uh, we do have the rent. We do have the uh, um, the credit card to add to. And I, I have some other things that I do outside of our company to, you know, make sure we can beat the report up um, so that we can, you know, get you to where you need to go. But that, in a nutshell, that's literally what we do. Wonderful, wonderful. Before we get into the after show. All right. Well, thank you again for all this wonderful information, getting us uh, uh, more more financially literate. And 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 the, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaways I have from this too is thinking about, like you said, thinking about well, what Smooth said and the sacrificing. But then on top of that is the uh, thinking about the future for our children in terms of how they're going to use their credit, how they're going to manage their debt, how they're going to manage their their lifestyle going forward and being able to uh, make the right choices for them and their children and so on and so forth. Um, and, and also thinking about the, the strategies, like you said, the, the, the you know, your, your utilization low, but also keeping your, um, uh, your available resources you know, at a, at a manageable level. So that way, when you do need, I mean, like you said, the care credit, that's a huge one. And a lot of people don't think about that, is that when you end up needing to have those medical bills, having those medical bills, how that can affect your, your credit and, and um, you know, things that don't affect your that do, that kind of thing. So uh, hopefully everybody was taking notes. But if you were, definitely watch the replay and uh, uh, get all that great knowledge in again, but definitely call Rose Jones. Get all her help, her guidance, the great tips, and uh, and then help, let her help you uh, develop a strategy for uh, a consistent and successful uh, management of your investment. So um, we're in the after. So uh, usually the time we talk about almost anything. I do want to keep it financial since we have our experts here. Um, one thing I did want to bring up, uh, I think me and Marlon started talking about it earlier. And I want to talk about it a little bit more. Uh, is in terms of when we're talking about insurance, but also talking about um, just. Uh, what was the word? Uh, the investments and, and 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 we were I think we were talking about different. What, what did you call them, Marlon? The, the, the levels of the house. Oh yeah. So we talk about if you imagine when you buy a house, there's a few things your house got. Most houses are built on a firm foundation. What is most most homes built on? A basement. Mm -hmm. And the foundation of any financial house is life insurance. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, why? We the, They actually, both Roe and Smooth, have already made the point because the house needs to be built for the people that are going to be in the house, right? So if something happens and there's a lifestyle in place where two people are earning an income, if one person dies, what happens to that house? Sometimes it crumbles. Yeah, exactly, because there's an immediate change in the amount of income coming in, mm -hmm. but the bills are already set. Because guess who's still going to call you? The mortgage company's still calling. 
The car company's still calling. They'll, they'll, they might send a card. They, they, they may even send some flowers. But you know what? They definitely still send it every 30 days, same time every single month. That bill's mm -hmm. still showing up. Right, right. So that the 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 absolute foundation of your house is always going to be life insurance. It is the fastest way to do what? Create an estate. Mm -hmm. It is the fastest way to create an estate. So if you want to do something for your children's children, give them a tool that'll give them some options so that they don't have to do some of the things that we didn't want to do. So you don't have to see the GoFundMe. Right. You you don't honestly you that is the worst possible time for the family to be selling dinners. Mm -hmm. That is the worst possible time. So the question I ask people is this: When I'm sitting down with a family, I usually ask them this question: God forbid something happens to you, do you want to let your family live at a lower level, the same level, or a better level? What do you want to live at? Definitely want to be better. Mm -hmm. I haven't had anybody say worse. <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Most time people say the same or better. And then so really the fastest answer to that is going to be life insurance. Now, in terms of what type and the amount, those would be we would talk about something like that on a consultation because there's really three types that are out there. But again, you know, we'll talk about that. So then you say, OK, what is the next level? OK, Ro, Ro got to it already. An emergency savings for your house. You should have, as a be starting goal, somewhere between three to six months of living expenses. Mm -hmm. COVID happened in March, okay? The surplus that the government was giving in unemployment stopped when? In June. Yeah. So if you didn't have three to six months, you were laid off and all that kind of stuff, people's situations have been in fact impacted negatively COVID didn't cause it COVID exposed it mm -hmm. it exposed it so okay so think of you got a basement life insurance is the basement your first floor because that's where you spend the most of your time is that emergency fund okay so what's the what's the next step up we need to think about there's two problems that we got to solve either someone dies too early we solved that with life insurance but here go the second problem you live too long mm -hmm. That's why you need investments. Two problems everybody going to run into. You die too early or you live too long. So you say, well, why is it that someone needs to have an investment? The reason you need to have an investment, if you know anything about what the bank does, here's what the bank tells you. Give us your money, put it in a savings account, and we'll give you chump change. Mm -hmm. Because what the bank gives you on the savings return, guess what? It's lower than the rate of inflation. Meaning when you put your money in the savings account of the bank, you're losing money. Right. Because by the time you, you figure, oh man, I got this 3%, but wait a minute, inflation outpacing that. So you're never actually going to get ahead. If, if this is the bar, this is what's actually happening. Right. So that's why when you say, okay, when you go to Walmart and you say, well, man, that, wait a minute. How old is the greeter? You, you say, wait a minute. Why, why is the person bagging the groceries like 65? Mm -hmm. What happened? They, they outlived their money. Yep. And the truth of the matter is, even the company 
They don't want to take care of legacy costs. That's why they don't do pensions anymore. The reason they don't do pensions is because they say, hey, you know what? Hey, I'm I'm good. <laughs> we don't want to take care of you for the rest of your life. We'll let you do it. We'll give you a 401k and hopefully you get enough because most people don't even know what's enough. Right. Because retirement's not an age. <laughs> right. It's a dollar amount. It's not an age. So that's the next thing. So that's like the, you know, that's like the upstairs, right? Then the next step is starting to get the kiddies ready to go to college. That's the next floor. Oftentimes people kind of get it out of order. They want to start preparing for kids at college, but don't have an emergency fund, haven't started to plan for retirement and don't have life insurance. No, you, you, you don't want, that's not the road to go. Oh man, I want to grow my money. I want to invest my money. I want to invest my money. The problem is if you invest money and you don't have those other things, guess what you're going to want to do? You're going to want to touch the money that's in the investment and you get penalized for touching the money early unless it's in a product that lets you do it for certain reasons. Right. So that's why you want to say, build the house on the foundation. Here's one thing that every house has. It's got a roof, right? Every single house has a roof. So, and because everybody starts somewhere, even if you only got a basement and you only got a one floor house, even if a ranch style, even ranch style house got a roof. So you say, what's the roof? That's the wheel. Mm -hmm. Something happens to you. Yes, absolutely. Something happens to you. Who's going to take your kids to get doctor's appointments? Guess what? They The doctor can't let you schedule that appointment if you ain't. If, if you ain't got if you ain't got power of return, they, they can't guess, guess what they also can't do. They can't go into your bank account. Right. Mich right. You, you, do you want things going into probate? Absolutely not. Do, you want your wishes taken care of medically. So just like every single house has a roof, your financial house should have a roof. And the will is extraordinarily important. And people think they're expensive. Think people think they're complicated. They don't have to be. Right. Right. They don't have to be. And it's just one of those things that, like we've all kind of alluded to, we weren't used to it, hadn't been taught, so we shy away from it. But then, if you yeah, go to I mean, other communities, just, they have it. Just to your point, I mean, one thing that that people always think is they need a. They don't need a will because they're not rich or they don't need a will because they they don't have they don't have an estate to give away. Mm -hmm. Man, I, you know, this man, here go the sad part of man, here go the sad part when people die. You ever notice when people die? You ever know you ever see when people do that mad dash to the person's house? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, man, you ever know you ever I, I'm, I'm, come, listen, let's just be honest. Somebody died. Boom. You get people go over there. You're like, oh, man, they were celebrating. Life. No, they weren't. No, no, they weren't. What was they over there doing? They over there. Let me get this. Let exactly. me time to go shopping. I always like that microwave. Yeah. I always love that coat. Yeah, man. And you know how many issues that causes in the family? Yes. How yeah. much strife that kind of stuff can cause in a family at the worst possible time? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be rich to have a will. You just a will is literally here's my wishes. If I'm not here. And so you can be actually the one you can bring peace to the family as opposed to bring confusion because there was no order in planning. Right. Right. No doubt. No doubt. So, so that's your financial uh, Yeah. What's up? 
No, I was going to say uh, that's that's a, a perfect point about the will because uh, it happened in my family. You know what I mean? Uh, my grandfather was uh, he had he had died. He had, you know what I mean? He had got killed. So all the uh, you know his brothers, you know aunts, uncles, everybody was just going. He didn't have a will, so they was just snatching stuff. You feel me? Meanwhile, my mother, because this happened, you know, this happened back in the 80s. I was a baby. My mother was basically a baby. She was only 20. You know what I mean? I was about three. You feel me? So, and my, and my, and my uncle, they didn't get nothing. You feel me? Because everybody, all the family was taking all his stuff. You feel me? And the only thing that they could salvage was my, my cousin, who was about my age, uh, this was years, years, years later, we in junior high. Now, mind you, he died when I was three. You feel me? He just so happened to be at one of uh, my other family members' house and seen this gold bracelet that had my uncle's name engraved in it and all of that. So he just basically stole it from my uncle, from my uh, great uncle, and brought it to school to me the next day and said, huh, you know what I mean? This y'all. You feel me? But Without a will, you know, my grandfather was a, uh, he was a detective on the police force or whatever. You feel me? He, my mom and them, they ain't getting nothing. Wow. Nothing. You feel me? Nothing. You feel me? From nobody. You feel me? So that, and I know my grandfather wouldn't have wanted it that way. You feel right. me? And now, like, my, uh, that's my, that was my mother's father. My dad's father, he's still alive. You know, my, my father died. But he always tell me, he'd be like, you know, this house's yours. This house's yours. You feel me? But my aunt and I'm staying in that house at this mm-hmm. point. You know what I mean? They run that house. That house theirs. You feel me in my eyes. That that house theirs. You feel me? So when he passed, you know what I mean, knock on wood no time soon, you feel me? I'm not ever going to put up a fight and be like, you know what I mean? Well, y'all know he said that's mine. First of all, you ain't put it in the will. You feel me? I always tell him, you like, if you're going to tell me it's mine, Papa, you got to go get that in the will. You got to put that in right. You right. feel me? Until then, until then, that's not, you know what I mean? You're not telling me it, nothing. It can be a battle. Yeah. Yeah. Be a battle. yeah you're, not telling, you're not telling me nothing. So I don't even uh, like accept it. But like you said, without a will, you will get, you know what I mean? The people you think going to get something or you leaving something for without a will. There's no guarantee that they will ever touch anything. Anything. That's so true. The other situation we don't think about is, God forbid something happens to you and you're in a medical condition and you cannot tell the doctors Mm -hmm. what kind of treatment you want or don't want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man. And again, one of the most difficult situations to be in is when you in the room and the doctor come in, who make the decision? And one person say, well, is there a treatment that could possibly save their life? Yeah. But another person say, man, we done. I don't like these. So in that situation, what do you do? Right. That's why you need these things. I mean, just, just to give you an idea of cost, we're able to do it for somebody for $38. We, we're not talking... Five hundred bucks. We, wow. we're, we're not talking thirty-eight dollars. 
I, I got a pair of shorts on right now that cost more than thirty-eight dollars. <laughs> so, so, so when when we think about things like that, it's just how much do we value and think about that, and th that sacrifice it leads to so much less stress emotionally, physically, financially. I'm, I'm telling you, family members fall out over that stuff. Mm, no doubt. Forever. No doubt. Mm -hmm, no doubt. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's not really even a sacrifice. You know what I mean? I mean, let's think about this for a second. And that's one of the things that I think when it comes down to talking about a will or putting you know, a trust in place or power of attorneys in place, these are not sacrifices. These are necessi necessities. We need these. You see what I'm saying? Um, because you you got a decision here. Am I going to leave my family in peace or am I going to leave my family in chaos? Like you said, it's a choice. So you don't either willfully leave. I mean, listen, you're willfully leaving your family to chaotically put you to rest or you're going to willfully choose to put your family at peace. And putting they already gonna mourn your loss. You want them to mourn the loss of their home, the estate, everything, or you want them to mourn the loss of their relationships with their families and sisters and brothers because you didn't put your things in place for them to, you know, actually bury you. So I think we have to shift our mindset when it comes to wills and trust that this is not a sacrifice. And no, it doesn't mean you die tomorrow. And no, do we need to wait till we're 60 and 70 to put wills and trust? Because again, tomorrow is not promised. The next second mm -hmm. is not promised. And if you have children, you definitely need a will. Um, I can tell you, um, 2018, I had what you call a thunderclap headache, knocked me unconscious, and I fell down my mm -hmm. stairs. OK, ended up in the hospital for three days. Now, at the time that I uh, was experiencing a head headache came on just like that. I mean, within a second, I was down them stairs. I felt all the pressure raising up in my head and I was standing at the balcony. If I had to stay where I was, I wouldn't even be here talking to y'all. I would. I'm not no small chick. I would have hit that cobblestone and it would have been lights out. <laughs> OK, that's it. All right. But I had enough sense to recognize something is drastically wrong and I need to try and sit down. I tried, didn't happen. I went down them stairs, okay? But then that's when I realized I was laying up in the hospital and um, spinning. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking like, dang, this could have went drastically wrong. And if I didn't have this stuff in place, they be fighting right now, trying to get it. You see what I'm saying? Right. So even I... I'm, and I'm saying this because even I was lowballing the importance of having these documents, even though I had them, I still wasn't quite catch because in my mind, I'm young, I'm good, I'm okay, and I'm in good health. Well, boom. I was singing a thousand years, 15 minutes before falling down them stairs, watching Twilight. Right. And now, I'm, you know, within a matter of hours, I'm put on six different meds. Wow. So the life can shift quickly. Mm -hmm. And we cannot afford, we cannot afford to leave our families in shambles because you know we're not thinking forward uh, enough. Or maybe we, you know, we take it for granted that we got tomorrow. We take it for granted that you know we are okay. Anything can have you get a car accident as soon as you walk about this house, get to the corner of your street and mangle. You see what I'm saying? But you didn't do what you're supposed to. So now your family got to do like Marlon said, go find me to put you to rest because there's no life insurance or 
maybe there is life insurance, but you haven't actually allocated who's going to get what. And we all know, just like Marlon said, people run literally. I've seen this happen so many times or stories have been told to me uh, from clients that, oh yeah, I don't talk to my sister no more because the parent is gone. Or I don't talk to my brother no more because the parent is gone and they ain't do with this. That's a burden that we can alleviate our children from by just knowing what we got to do. True that. True that. Shinlo, you, you you show up at the last minute. What's going on, brother? Of course I did. <laughs> Sorry, long day working. <laughs> long day working. And you know, and you know the best advice I've always heard is if you don't have anything to add, and sometimes you just need to learn, just listen. So I've been sitting back listening to you guys, you know, you guys' conversation, taking in those tidbits from Marlon, uh, my brother. What's up? <laughs> uh, welcome back, a King's Truth. And that lady in the corner, I don't recognize her. Is that a Carla? No, that's Ro. No, Ro. No, no Ro. <laughs> you look like Carla. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, there's some good information. Um, I got my insurance from Marlin. Sign me up. Great agent. Him and my sister. Uh, insurance is good. You know, you never know when the untimely demise. You know, look for the future. Take care of your family. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um. And sometimes you might have to do some, um, you know, some stuff too. Like when you're planning your own demise, uh, mm -hmm. maybe like um, I plan on being cremated. Oh right, that's right. that's cut yeah. cut costs. Yeah, you know, yeah. no, yeah, that's and that's and that's huge too because that's a lot of times something people forget about and or they're afraid to talk about it or they don't want to talk about it and and mm -hmm. they, and it ends up like you said it get, ends up in the hands of the children or the relatives or a bunch of folks who have their own input and they may go the wrong route that, that you want. You know, you may have gotten life insurance, but your life insurance isn't paying for some big, huge funeral with, mm -hmm. with gold, gold foil caskets and horse and carriages pulling you down the road. You, you intended to be in an urn sitting up on the shelf and <laughs> your kids getting the rest of that. You know, uh, so you uh, don't get me wrong. I'm that's still gonna happen for me, but I'm gonna be coming <laughs> at the end. So, <laughs> no, but, got you. I got you. Yeah. Oh, I got and you. Rims. I remember the, that. I got you. The yeah. casket is gonna have rims on it. It's spinning and it's spinning. It's spinning. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> see, we won't know that without you putting it in the wheel. Thanks. See, see, that's, see? What that's what I'm talking. I hereby let me write it down. Let me write this down. Wow. That's some good stuff. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> But that's, but, that's, Man, but that's real. That's wow. real. Just chime in one quick sec. So, okay, again, this only because it's life insurance warmest month <laughs> September. The average family, just to give you a number, is underinsured by somewhere between three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars. They are underinsured. So, just we talked on the last show. Just give you a number, just to think about. It should be somewhere between eight to 10 times your income. That's how much it should be. Wow. Eight to 10 times your income. Because you just alluded to with the spinners on the casket. People will go and put, have a, I don't know, a small policy. They might have $15,000, which if you think about it, no, that's not even a year's worth of someone's salary. They'll put $10,000 in the ground, but still got a mortgage, still got car notes, 
still got all, that's why having the right amount is so important. That's why you have to have the conversation. Because if you don't have the conversation, you know what ends up happening? You just take whatever they give you. You see the ad on TV. You go on Google. Oh, man, this looks like a great price. $24 a month? Yeah, that's got to be enough. Yeah. No. So, you know, uh, yeah. So if you want them rims and spinners, you got to have a right amount of stuff. <laughs> you're you're going to put 50 grand in the ground. You got to have a right amount. Right. True that. True that. What was you about to say, Smooth? Nah, I just wanted to uh, piggyback off of what uh, Queen Rowe was talking about when she said, uh, and, and, and the brother Marlon, when he was mentioned about uh, having your wills, I had a friend, uh, she actually going through some health issues, and, 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 and one of the nurses was telling her, or doctors, excuse me, was telling her, like, you know what I mean, you may want to think about making a will, and she was like, she was hesitant of thinking about it, you feel me? Because, you know, I guess don't nobody want to deal with their mortality or what, or what have you, you feel me? So I broke it down quite simple for her. I said, now, whatever your health issue, you may beat that health issue, you feel me? But tomorrow you might go outside and get hit by a car. Yes. You feel me? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, like you, 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 you got to think, like, you don't control tomorrow. None of us control time or what happens. You can't see the future. We can prepare for it. So, you know what I mean? All that doctor was telling you was be prepared. You know what I mean? Because you're going to die one day anyway. You feel me? None of us live forever. You, you feel me? So if, you, if, you, if you're capable... I'm planning on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you're capable for preparing, the being able to prepare for that situation, do it. You know what I mean? Don't, you know what I mean? Get all deep and and, and think about the, the, the death and all that of it. Think about, you know what I mean? Having your family secure. You know what I mean? Having your affairs in order. We all want to be remembered for having our affairs in order at the end of the day. I don't care who you are. You want to have, you want to have your affairs in order. True that. Yeah, because, you know, people think uh, talking about this type of stuff is depressing. No, it's being realistic. It's being an adult talking about real life things that, unfortunately, life and death go hand to hand within this world that we live in. You're going to have death. You might as well talk about it. Get the hard part out the way so you can enjoy peace of mind and not worrying about later on, like, when are we going to talk about this? How are we going to fix this? What am I going to do if something happens to me or you or even one of our kids or somebody, whoever, whoever's in the house with you? It's just a fact. It's just factual. Just get it out the way and enjoy the rest of your life until you have another life changing event. I'm not having any more kids. So my, this will <laughs> is going to be done as is. No, no. Unless I have grandkids, then it's going to go further. Somebody's gonna get my basketball card collection unless unless I sell it. I'm gonna sell the Michael Jordan card. I'm gonna sell the Michael Jordan card some way, some form or fashion. That's gonna be my boat or yacht money or that be my my spinner money. Yeah, see, <laughs> spinner money. <right> <laughs> see when you start thinking, you start putting it out in the universe. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, um, before before we get too too late, uh, going into another conversation or anything. Once again, I want to thank everybody for joining us on the show. Once again, thank you, Marlon, uh, for bringing your your uh, insurance and investment expertise. Thank you so much, Ro, for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we'll have you both back on again, and uh, you know, we'll kick it again about another financial topic that uh, that keep the people. Uh, uh, financially literate and, and 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 being successful in their in their journey and uh, as always my brothers Dame and Smooth thank you for for, for jumping back in and um, just want to make sure that we go out and of course I'm always <laughs> my promos it's, it's hard producing this show y'all gotta give me a second give me a second no. once again always check us out every Monday, 10 p.m. Eastern on YouTube Live and Facebook Live. Uh, always catch the replays on demand, audio replays on all the podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, um, as well as on Facebook and YouTube for the live replays. Um, thank you for, or thank you. For, get our merchandise over at teespring.com. I got on my Protect Our Boys, like we uh, protect our girls. Uh, Smooth's got on a uh, what you got on there, Smooth? Oh, you got I a leg yeah. Oh, no, that's the new logo. New logo sweatshirt. No doubt, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we have masks, we have fanny packs, we have T-shirts, all kinds of things. Make sure y'all check that out. Um, make sure y'all check us out on the web, gftradioshow.com, or on your favorite social media sites, at GFT Radio on Twitter, uh, Instagram, as well as GFT Radio, or, I'm sorry, GFT underscore radio on Twitter and Instagram, GFT Radio on Facebook. Um, Marlon, you want to give out your information, sir? Sure. The best way to reach me, um, phone number 313-212-7042, or you can reach me right at the website. It is primerica.com forward slash Marlon Johnson. You go there, you can schedule an appointment schedule a complimentary financial needs analysis. Happy to sit down with you and your family over 30 minutes, really about an hour and a half. Give you a plan for where you are, help you uh, build your financial house. Look, we love helping people. That's that's what we do all day long. Hey, what's that 313 from? <laughs> 313. It's right from the day. Right, you know right. <laughs> Bro, you want to get out your information, ma'am? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and piggyback off. You need to call Marlon because it's affordable. <laughs> <laughs> it's affordable, and Marlon gonna take good, 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 good yeah, care of yes, you. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm his client. I love being his client. So, all right, shameless plug for Marlon. Uh, <laughs> we are clients too, but y'all know um, you can <laughs> you can uh, find me on Instagram. I am uh, Roshanda Jones. Uh, I am R O S H A N D A J O N E S. You may call me or text me at 313-327-2770 or you can visit my website at RoshondaJones.com. I am on Facebook and my name is Ro Jones as you see it um, on this page. Um, you can find me in those. I'm actually on uh, LinkedIn too, but I don't really be in there like that. So um, send a message in the bottle, you know. <laughs> no Yell my name. No I hear it. <laughs> no doubt. And uh, definitely, uh, as always, to our to our queen, uh, Sunny, shout out to her. Uh, she has something to come up. So uh, we held it down for her for the night. Uh, you can catch Sunny at I am Sunny underscore D at IG, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok, or visit her at unreservedlyme.com. 
you know, get at her. She always has something great uh, going on over there. Uh, smooth. You want to go ahead and give out your information, sir? Actually, I think that some of that's wrong now, so I'll let you just speak. <laughs> Welcome yeah, back. I mean, y'all can catch What's up? What's up? Y'all can catch me on Twitter at eTrentonGroomy. Uh, my website at kingstruth.com. I'm going to have my uh, business website set up soon with my uh, notary and signing agent and everything. Uh, I'm, uh, so I'm going to get that to you, to everybody shortly. You know what I mean? But I'm back. And I like to thank uh, uh, Ro, uh, Queen Ro, King Marlin, uh, for the information. You feel me? And to let me know that I'm on the right track. Just hearing how they talk, I know I'm going in the right direction. So salute to them. Uh, uh, mad I couldn't be on the first time. Happy I made it here the second time. Now I mean, so salute and respect. No doubt, no doubt. You and like always, check out the live replay. <laughs> no doubt, no Fact. doubt. Fact. Well, I am your host and uh, your co-host, <laughs> and uh, I am at Willie Styles on IG, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, I actually posted on Snapchat recently, so get at me at Willie.Styles on Snapchat. I actually posted a couple of times. I, I, I know I'm only known for uh, for stalking, stalking over there lately. I've been, I've been trying to post a couple things, so definitely get at me at Snapchat over there. Um, I, know Snap, I know TikTok is actually trying to get changed or go away, so that's, that's in limbo. We'll see how that works out, um, but you can always check me out at stylesradio.com for all the hot tracks that I'm listening to, for all the music, the, the photos, the artists, the things that I follow, um, or get at me at williestyles.info for all my links. This is GFT Radio Show. Thank you all again for joining, and uh, have a good night. Take care of each other. See you other. seven. Yep. Good night, everyone. Thank you again, Willie and Marlon. And um, hey I believe guys, this is Dan. Sunny D, one third of the podcast, GFT Radio Show. What up, though? It's your boy, Willie Styles from the GFT Radio Show. Just letting you know, you can catch us every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. And to get some merch, I got some more right now. Go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash GFT Radio. Talk Radio, join the conversation. Let's have some fun. I love you.